Hello and welcome to Friday Formula, a weekly motorsport podcast that offers the perfect run-in to your race weekend. And, talking of running, this week we're talking sprint races. I'm Owen Bellwood and once again I'm joined by Will Longman. How are you doing this week, Will? I'm good. I'm uh, ready to chat about something that has really divided opinion, even though it's something that has not happened yet and we've just agreed to trial it in Formula 1. Uh, but you've actually you've not made your mind up on this subject yet, have you? No, I'm still quite kind of open to experimenting with it and seeing how it works, which is something that is going to happen. The teams have decided that we're going to get three events this year where we have sprint races to decide qualifying. Um, but you have been doing a little bit of work on sprint races, so how how would you explain the format to someone that's pretty unfamiliar with it? So if we kick off with how they work in F2 because we watch F2 and F3 whenever it's on and until the 2021 season uh, there were two races you would have a feature race on a Saturday where it was decided by qualifying on Friday feature race was the longer race and then before the Formula 1 Grand Prix you'd have a sprint race that was a little bit shorter but the kicker was uh, the grid for the sprint race was decided by taking the result of the feature race and making that the grid, but reversing the top eight. So if you finished first place in uh, the feature race, then you would start eighth in the sprint race and vice versa. So if you came eighth, you'd actually be on pole and you'd you'd jump right up the order, which is was a really interesting dynamic in those F2 races where you kind of have a second race going on further down the field to get into eighth place towards the end of the race because you would skyrocket and your chances of winning the race the next day would increase massively and i think it worked really well i mean it was a really exciting format yeah it was and it was it was great like you mentioned how you end up with people racing for eighth it was weird seeing the cutoff where people stopped chasing points and started chasing the following day's grid positions and that always kind of kept things a little bit more exciting i mean formula two is a highly competitive series where we see loads of overtakes and loads of battles and things but it's interesting how there's different reasons to be racing as it were uh, through the weekend i think that's the key kicker because i think that was very exciting and it worked in f2 and it worked in f3 there was this pressure from someone for formula one to adopt the same kind of sprint race format uh, that F2 has, but the teams weren't happy with the idea of reversing the grid. Whether that was having the sprint race start by putting the teams in reverse championship order, so you'd have at the moment you'd have Lewis twentieth position, Max on nineteen, then you'd have a little race, they'd work their way up a little bit, the bad cars would work their way down, and then you'd have a really mixed up grid for the race on Sunday. And understandably, the teams were like, "Nah, I don't." Well, Williams were probably like, "Yes, that sounds great." understandably the other teams weren't so keen was the bit that i thought sounded strange like why had they decided that reverse championship order was the order that things should start in it's kind of all for the idea of a race to decide it but why take that route so it's quite i'm quite glad that they've not gone down that route yeah i think it was a bit radical and i think it was trying to play on the idea of having the slower cars at the front and seeing how we had this conversation a couple of weeks ago how like the mercedes can't race when it's behind other cars and really 
that's ludicrous like every car should be able to race so actually seeing those cars in a little bit more wheel-to-wheel combat and i think it'd be actually quite fun to see like lewis and max have to get through the entire field while racing each other at the same time that sounds like that sounds like blockbuster stuff but whether it's like good for the purist and the sanctity of the sport i'm 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 not sure so what we've got instead is a normal qualifying session on friday then they'll use that qualifying session to set the grid for a sprint race then have a 100km race on Saturday when they'd normally have qualifying. And then the result of that race will line up the grid for Sunday's Grand Prix. Mm-hmm. And nothing's being reversed. It is just going to be the result from the race makes the starting grid for the Grand Prix. Yeah, it's all the same. The only caveat is that first place gets three points from the sprint race, second place two, and third place one. There's no podium. It's going to be a like post-qualifying vibe where they're going to interview the drivers and then just kind of go off and wait until the Grand Prix starts again on Sunday as that has like the bare bones of it how does that sound as an F1 fan I'm quite up for seeing how it works I think the idea of having the extra race on the Saturday I don't understand why someone would be against that because apart from a Monaco the racing is the best part of the weekend so to have an extra short race great I'm all for that I'm glad there's none of the reverse championship order or reverse grids and things like that because while it's quite exciting seeing the extra racing in F2 with people trying to be at those positions that are then going to be switched, my mind with Formula 1 is that it should be the peak, therefore you should only be aiming for number one. That's where everyone should be trying to get. And it seems like you'd come to a point where people are like purposefully going a bit slower to end up 8th or 10th rather than 5th, let's say. So I'm quite happy with the format they've settled on. I think that's going to be quite an exciting thing to watch over a couple of weekends just to see how it works. But the the queries that I have around it is that after qualifying on Friday, they're supposedly going to be under park firmware conditions, but then there's another practice on Saturday. So what what's the point of that? Why not have the qualifying for the sprint race just before the sprint race and have two practice sessions on the Friday? That seems a bit weird. Yeah, I think part of it is just to to have a competitive element over the entire weekend. Mm-hmm. We went to a race a couple of years. We went to Italy a couple of years ago, and we arrived just in time for free practice too, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was great, and we got to soak up the atmosphere. But we would have probably pushed to be there a little bit earlier had we known there had been a qualifying session. Yeah. But yeah, I'm not sure how the Park Fermi conditions are going to work it's a little bit strange isn't it i i assume it's gonna they're gonna have to give the cars back to the team to to work on them on for for saturday practice i don't know yeah it does seem like it's going to take a little bit of ironing out to kind of finalize the format but that's something that formula one seemed quite reluctant to try but then in the past qualifying has had some pretty quirky formats so i think it's good that it is being experimented with and that they are trying to add extra elements because, I mean, we're always hearing about how our generation have such a short attention span. But I don't think that's really true when it comes to Formula One fans. It's just the case that you'd quite like a bit of extra action. And if that extra action comes from a 100-kilometre race on the Saturday, I'd have thought there's not going to be many fans that are going to complain. But then the questions that come up with it are like with the budget cap that they're wanting to bring in. 
if you have a big crash on the Saturday and you've got to rebuild your car for Sunday, how is that going to hit your budget for the year? Is that then going to mean that your drivers have to be a lot more careful later in the season so they're not getting involved in that? And is that going to hamper your championship battles? And then if we're going to end up with this really close championship fight this year between Lewis and Max, how are these extra three points that are up for grabs at three races, what are they going to do to the championship? Yeah. So it's definitely quite exciting to see all these things happening. Yeah. Let's play devil's advocate, though, because I get that the more racing that happens on the Saturday, the better. And, like, that's what you want to see, right? You want to see drivers going wheel to wheel. And if you're getting the extra opportunity to do that, then surely that's better. Mm -hmm. But like you said, the poorer teams are clearly going to be worse off if there is a crash because they're normally within the melee, whereas the faster, richer teams are behind less cars so there's less chance of picking up the damage mm -hmm. as an example uh, Bottas and Russell's crash in Imola wrote off both cars and that's a million pounds worth of damage to each car mm -hmm. who do you think's really going to suffer from that the most Mercedes or Williams no it's obviously going to be Williams yeah but the thing that I don't get is that without like taking the format from F2 and without doing any of the reversing or the mixing up the grid all you really have is a number of laps on Saturday because you're taking the grid the, the grid is made up from your qualifying result so you've got some laps then you're throwing a red flag and just leaving it for 24 hours and then just starting the race from a standing start again the next day in that respect I don't get the point because especially if it was to happen at a race like Monaco which they're not going to do I don't think they ever would do you get three points for winning the sprint race and then just another 25 for winning the Grand Prix and there'd be no chance of you losing that lead no that is quite true it was almost like it needs something to mix up the two, the kind of the order in the two of them. Well, I have a suggestion. What is your suggestion? Have qualifying on Friday and award points five for pole position, four for second, three for third, two for fourth, one for fifth. Mm -hmm. Okay? So then you have a real reason to get pole position. Then have the sprint race with the top ten reversed. And award three points for the winner of the sprint race, two for second, one for first. So you've still got more incentive to get pole position mm -hmm. than to win the sprint race. You can have that reverse and still have that chance of getting up into the top three to get those three points. And then you run the Grand Prix on Sunday based on Friday's qualifying. So actually you're still in a great position because you qualified in pole. So you start the real race where there's 25 points up for grabs from the front of the pack. I think that would be better. Yeah, that would keep the incentive there for people to do their best, but also mix things up a bit, which I think is kind of the whole point of the sprint race format, isn't it? To make it a little bit more competitive and a little bit more exciting. So that kind of would offer the best of both worlds. I just kind of query what we're going to lose from not having qualifying on the Saturday, because... When you get quite a shock result, like someone like Lance Stroll on pole, or when at the start of the year we saw Lando setting the fastest laps, it was deleted, but it was cool. Um, if that's just fine for a sprint race, is it going to mean as much to them as if it was fine for pole in a Grand Prix? How is that going to impact what they put into it? Because then when it comes to the sprint race, there's only points for the top three finishers. So... How's that going to adjust the focus on qualifying on a Friday 
compared with the qualifying that we're used to seeing on the Saturday. Absolutely. If anyone gets a decent result in qualifying, it's only going to be half the work done. Hmm. And then imagine something happens in that sprint race and you get someone win their first race. Well, I'm not even going to say win their first race, cross the line first in the sprint race. You're not going to have the same kind of moments of joy that you had when Pierre Gasly won his first race or Sergio Perez. Mm-hmm. It's going to be like, right, okay, moving on. Mm-hmm. The only you you have more competitive sessions, sure, but by doing that, you devalue what being competitive really is, and you have more chances to redeem yourself if you make a mistake or those magic moments you have to produce more often to make them mean something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And what do you think about them awarding world championship points for the sprint race? Because obviously there needs to be that incentive there to make it worth the team spending that extra budget on the race. But are world championships the points the answer? Or is it the case that it should be like a driver prize fund or something? How do you think they should be rewarded? I don't think there's a way you can reward them that makes it mean as much as getting pole or winning the race because if you scrapped practice and just had different races and qualifying sessions or whatever for the entire weekend the more you add the less it's going to mean when someone pulls off a shock result and gets their first win or their first pole or you know whatever it might be so i don't think it's necessarily about the reward that's attached to the accomplishment I think it's the ease at which or the number of opportunities there are to get that accomplishment done that devalues it yeah it's it kind of seems like that's the big argument against it like you say devaluing or cheapening the pride and reward you get from winning a race if someone like say someone like George Russell that hasn't scored a point yet say something crazy happens he ends up getting a point in a sprint race is that going to mean as much to him as if he was to win a point on Sunday? Like, where Where's the balance in that? I know the point's for a higher position, but it's not full Grand Prix distance. So how's he going to walk away from that? Is he still going to think, I'm George Russell, I've never scored a point in a Williams? Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, if, if a Williams ever got into a position where they're third and, pulling, and getting a point, then... Maybe a bad example to go for. <laughs> No, but it's not, though, because, like, let's take a car like Sebastian Vettel in Aston Martin, right? Mm. If Sebastian Vettel finds himself in third at Silverstone in the sprint race and gets a point, that's more than he might get in the actual race in the Grand Prix. But is he going to be as happy with that as he would be? Because, it's you know, it's one point, so, yeah, that might be the only point they take away from that weekend. But it's not the 15 that they could have got if they were in that position at the end of the Sunday race. Yeah, but then I guess, like you say, with it sort of effectively being a red flag on a race, depending on the circuit, he's got his one point on the Saturday. He's seen how other teams have performed, so they know what they have to do on the Sunday to keep that place. But it's just weird how it's kind of extending the race distance, as there isn't that change between Saturday and Sunday. That's precisely what it is. And I think... It's a little bit frustrating because it does make the F2 system look a little bit more gimmicky now that they've said, oh, we're not doing that in F1, you know, come on. Mm. 
where actually it, it works really well in F2 and, and maybe the teams just need to relax a little bit and just like go with, go with it and see, see what happens. I guess maybe by having a trial at these three races that they're going to do this year, the teams will all see how it plays out and maybe see see that it's just like a pause on the race or see that it needs to be yeah. mixed up a little bit more. And it's kind of the first step in a process and we might see more trials next year and some slightly different rules and maybe a slightly different way of looking at the weekend. Yeah. And what I'd like to see them do is push the qualifying session on Friday to um, maybe the evening. Mm -hmm. So say it kicks off at six o'clock rather than when free practice two is scheduled for like half past two in the afternoon, because clearly I know people work from home at the moment and probably have the F1 on in the background when they maybe shouldn't. Um, but a lot of people in Europe are going to be at school. Uh, they'll be working. They just won't be able to watch it. And it might be nice to have like an evening F1 spectacle like you have on a Sunday night when you have the Bahrain race or Abu Dhabi or you know one of those like night races. It'd be nice to have that on a weekday evening. You know I'm a real advocate for weekday evening races. I knew it was only a matter of time before you shoehorned them in. <laughs> it's episode 10. It's taken forever. Thank you very much. We can save the midweek races conversation for an episode of its own. And you don't even have to be here. I'll just talk to the camera. It's fine. <laughs> I agree with what you're saying, though, about it, it being some kind of Friday night entertainment, because that's clearly why it's been pushed to the Fridays to add that entertainment so they can sell more tickets. So they kind of need to just sort of lean into that and be like, yep, Friday night, qualifying's on. Sit down with a beer after work. Love life. Yeah, I think there are plenty of people that just buy two-day tickets to a race. And f especially if you're someone that goes to races quite often. Like, I think when we went, I think we wanted to see as much of the cars as we could. Mm -hmm. But if that was like our 10th race, we, we might have gone, right, let's fly on the Friday and chill out, save a little bit of money, and then just go Saturday and Sunday. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that draws the people in to the track on the Friday. Um, not that that's necessarily relevant in a COVID era, but hopefully by the time Silverstone comes around, it will be. And then they can spend more money on you know, things at the circuit and merchandise. And yeah. you know. But the question I'd have off the back of that is, at the minute, the Friday tickets are a lot cheaper than Saturday, which is a lot cheaper than Sunday. So by spreading out, not, not the racing, but like the action on track that matters, is that then going to give them a license to bump the prices up on Friday when people who maybe had a passing interest would have been like, oh, it'll be fun to go and watch the cars for a bit. So would have got a cheaper ticket. Is that going to hit them there? I think it depends on how people view the sessions because is qualifying actually really qualifying? If, if you have a race in the middle of it. Mm -hmm. it, it. It depends on how you're going to view it. If you are going to view it as like Saturday is the start of the race with the red flag um, flown halfway through, then actually, yeah, qualifying is still really important. But if you think that the sprint qualifying is going to be absolutely crazy and the car's going to be all over the place and it's going to really mix up the grid, then qualifying isn't going to matter so much. No. So it'll be interesting to see how they play it. But I'm interested. Where do you sit on the fence now that we've chatted about it for 20 minutes? I still think it's great that it's being trialled. I kind of agree that if this is the route they're wanting to go down, then it needs to be, there needs to be a point of difference between the Saturday race and the Sunday race. 
but I think that'll kind of naturally come from experimenting. Like it might be that the format changes slightly from the first race, they try it on to the last race. Or it might be that they do these trials this year and then next year some different trials. But I would quite like to see them mix up qualifying a little bit and add something new because it's quite exciting seeing the laps getting quicker and quicker, but it's even more exciting seeing Daniel Ricciardo breaking at the last minute and diving up the inside of someone. I'd rather see that twice in a weekend than once. What about you? Are you still in the slightly against camp? Yeah, I am. I, I know, well, I'm not against them trying it. I'm absolutely not. I just think there are some little refinements that they could do to not take away from that Grand Prix on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. I've already chatted about maybe giving out more points for qualifying to make that more important than the sprint race itself. Yeah. But even little things like have the sprint race as a rolling start rather than a standing start. Le Mans style start. Or IndyCar even. Because A, that's where most of the damage could be caused where you have like a swell at the first corner and if you have a rolling start that's not likely to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but also lights out and away we go is one of the best bits of, of the entire sport is just Crofty saying those six words. And if he does that on a Saturday, when he does it, I get really emotional about this, it seems. <laughs> but like, when there's a red flag and he's like, lights out and away we go, again, it doesn't feel right mm-hmm. because it's not about him saying the words. It's about the start of the race is the start of the race. And that's where anything can happen. Yeah. And you're going to do that twice if you have the start the same both times. And again, the start is the start is the start. It's a one it's a one chance thing, and you're giving them two chances at it. So, is your biggest worry about sprint races them kind of cheapening the Sunday, as in them cheapening the race rather than them like making a gimmick out of the weekend? Yeah, I don't mind. I don't mind gimmicks. Mm-hmm. I'd kind of be up for them mixing the grid order up a little bit and. You know, yeah, oh, it's a little bit unfair. But yeah, it is a little bit unfair. Kind of deal with it. Everyone else is going to have to deal with it. I just think there's more to be thought about than just let's do the race exactly how it is. And and that's it. I don't want it to just be like the start of the race and then you have to wait a day. Mm-hmm. Especially because like what is going to happen if someone finishes that race? If someone's going on the sprint race and they're like really close to an overtake and then the checkered flag comes and then the next day they just don't have the pace because the tyres aren't performing or whatever Mm. and it feels like you're going to see a bit of a show but not quite the full show because it doesn't finish till the Sunday Mm -hmm. Uh, it just feels like half a job yeah the the tyre allocation is going to be different on the sprint race isn't it and there's no like requirement to have a pit stop is that right no so they're going to get an extra set of softs and an extra set of mediums I believe so they don't have to stop but they can if they want to Mm mhm which we, we've seen in some sprint races where there's high tyre deg. Uh, Charles Leclerc did a two-stop during a sprint race in Bahrain. It must have been 2017. And it was great because everyone stayed on the on the medium tyre, the harder tyre, and he came in for the softs, fell right down the pack, but then had to overtake everyone. And that was great. But I feel like it'll be a little bit... you play it a little bit safer in Formula 1 than you might do in Formula 2. Yeah, I guess if there's any incidents, the damage bills a little bit more, isn't it? 
Is this the way that you think they should be spicing up qualifying? Is there a different format you'd like to see from the past? Something in your head? Like, I don't know, or what Formula E do? Or do you think they should just leave it and just, it ain't broke, don't fix it? I do quite like the way Formula E do it and they have the different groups going out to qualifying because then you don't end up with issues like at Monza where you've got everyone trying to get a toe because everyone is a little bit more spread out. So I do think there is ways that qualifying can be tweaked. But I like that the focus is on having the fastest possible lap, which we're still going to have in this because it's going to be to determine the sprint race. But I don't know whether it's worth trying something like just a time trial where everyone goes out and does like a warm-up lap, a fast lap, and a cool-down lap. And that's it. That's all you've got. Just like one shot. Well, even if you look at the Portuguese Grand Prix, for example, say you did it in championship order, reverse championship order, so the Williams and the Hasses went out first. Mm -hmm. And then by the end of the hour, the wind picks up, and like we saw at Q3, the times at the end of the session were slower than the times at the beginning of the session. Like, Russell's Q2 time in that session would have actually put him way up the order in Q3, mm. because the the wind picked up, it slowed everyone else down towards the end of the session. That would make it really interesting, and that would be a way of spicing up if that was to happen, but I guess generally you'd actually see kind of a, a track getting rubbered in, and it gets faster as you go. Yeah, and then like uh, in one of the recent Formula E races, it started to rain during qualifying. So some of the drivers had set times in the wet and some had set them in the dry. So that mixed it up a bit. I guess it's just about keeping that shootout format, but finding a way to make that a little bit more unpredictable. I think there could be something fun. If they want to have a race element to it, then let's do one-on-one. -on -one. So let's do qualify. Let's do qualifying on a Friday and that will give you an order but it doesn't give you it gives you a row so the two fastest cars are row one and they have to go and do a three lap race just the two of them to decide who's going to be on pole well what if you did it like uh, the pursuit cycling in the Olympics so they start at like each start at the start and then the midpoint of the track and whoever's closest wins at the end. That would work on a track like Silverstone where they've got two uh, straights, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I think give that yeah. a go. That, yeah, that would be fun. Suit racing. That, yeah, that would be great, actually. I would, I would watch that, I reckon. Yeah. And it would be a really good visual, actually, on... As you had them cross at the same time, you'd be able to see how fast they are and how much quicker that's the best thing about that pursuit cycling is you can see the gap as they go for each lap getting bigger and bigger yeah because you have that camera angle of the two start finish lines and it's like they start at the same time and then they slowly get closer together or further apart good good event that i'd be up for that that wouldn't work on every track but the ones that it would work on it'd be, it'd be brilliant it would be really interesting as well because you'd end up with because of the different sectors you might have one person starting with a fast sector and then going to a slow sector and then the other person starting with a slow sector and going to the fast sector and seeing how it balances out well you'd have none of this worry about getting damaged because they'd be on completely different sides of the track 
and I, I like the idea of just having them like a, a shootout between two drivers because mm. it'd be like 10, 10 mini races you know you want an extra race let's have 10 of them <laughs> then you might get people moaning about it diluting the Grand Prix experience 10 times of them saying lights out away we go yeah he'd have to come up with something else yeah, but maybe he could come up with something particular to like whoever was racing. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. I'd watch that. Yeah, well, I think we've come up with like two better ideas than sprint qualifying in this half an hour session. Yeah, I reckon so. I reckon so. It's been good. But what about you, our lovely listeners? What do you think could be the ultimate qualifying format for Formula One? Let us know on Twitter. You can reach out to the show at Friday Formula or either of us directly, I'm at Owen Bellwood, and Will, you are? I'm at Will Longman. Yeah, we'd love to hear your thoughts, and if you would like to join us at a pursuit race one weekend, just imagine Lewis and Max trying to catch up with each other from other sides of the track. It'd be great. I'd watch that. I think I think we've nailed it. I think that's the perfect qualifying. Who do we talk to about this? So thanks so much for listening. That's been us discussing alternative qualifying formats, sprint races, and how we'd like to spice up the Grand Prix weekend. As always, let us know your thoughts on the topic. Thanks again for listening. Please do not forget to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you're listening to the podcast. We also do a video version of this program, so if you want to watch along and see the kind of obscure facial expressions and hand gestures that we make while we're talking, check that out on YouTube. And we'll be back next week with another episode. Please keep an eye out for that. And thank you again for listening. Goodbye. Bye.